Awesome. So like I said before, my name is Kendra Lepsch and I am on staff here with Res Life. I get the privilege and the opportunity of working in the youth ministry, um, which I absolutely love and enjoy. Tonight, again, it's Mother's Day. What an awesome, awesome thing to celebrate. So again, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. I hope that your families have made a huge deal out of it and that you feel loved and celebrated. I want to give a special shout out to my mom, Tina Vinish, um, the one who raised me, the one who has loved me so well. I like to say that my mom is one who carries that quiet strength. I think I've heard my mom raise her voice maybe once in my whole life, but I'll tell you what, she is one of the strongest uh, leaders in our home, and I am so grateful for her constant patience and love and kindness as she has raised me. So shout out to you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, and happy Mother's Day to all of the moms out there. And I want to give a special shout out to all of you with young kids during this quarantine season. Um, I can only imagine how wild it's been to be stuck at home with kids for the past weeks. And I, I would imagine maybe things have been a little bit crazy. Maybe you're running out of ideas of things to do. And I just want to say, like, hang in there. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. It's all right if the dishes are stacked up in the sink and the laundry is piled up. It's okay if there's crayon marks all over the walls. Like, we're going to get through it. We're almost there. I like to think about uh, Mary as she raised Jesus and, like, what pressure she must have felt, like, to raise the Son of God. And there's this really funny story in the book of Luke where uh, Joseph and Mary, it says that they traveled to Jerusalem for Passover, which is something that they did every year, and they would travel with their big family. So it was like a clan of people. They'd travel together to go to Jerusalem for the Passover. So they did this, and then as they were going back, Joseph and Mary, they both assumed that Jesus was with them in the big family, and so they start heading back to their hometown, and it says that they were about a day's journey in, and then Joseph and Mary, they kind of looked at each other, and they said, hey, have you, have you seen Jesus recently? Like, I haven't really seen him in the last few hours. And they were both like, no, I haven't seen him. So they start asking around to all their relatives, and they come to realize that their son, Jesus, is not with them in the group. And so Joseph and Mary, they hike all the way back to Jerusalem. And I can only imagine what Mary must have been feeling in that moment. I don't know if you've ever like lost a child in the store before, but I would imagine that's a pretty terrifying experience. And for Mary, like it's not just her child, like she has lost the son of God, right? And so they spend three days looking for Jesus all throughout Jerusalem. And eventually they find him. They find him in the temple and he's sitting there with the religious leaders having conversation and they're asking him questions and he's asking him questions or and and they're asking each other questions and I, I love what Mary says. Mary goes and she goes, Jesus, like like do you know what you've put us through? We've been looking all over the place for you. And Jesus gives the most twelve year old middle school response. And he just kind of looks at Joseph and Mary and he goes, Well what's the big deal? Like don't you know? I had to be about my father's business. Like, guys, what's the big deal? Which is such a, a middle school answer, I think, which I think is so funny. But it says that they, they got Jesus and they traveled back to their hometown. But I just say that to say, like, if you are a mom right now losing your mind, like, look, if the mother of God himself can misplace 
God's child and be okay. Like you are all right. You're going to make it through this time. We almost made it through. So hang in there and good job and happy Mother's Day to you. So tonight, I just want to share a few thoughts from scripture on motherhood and then just give a brief word of encouragement to us all as a church family. I want to start out by saying that God loves family. One of my favorite ideas and concepts in scripture is the idea of family. We see that God is a family-loving God. One of my favorite verses comes out of uh, Psalms 68, verse 6. It says that God sets the lonely in families. God sets solitary people into families. And even Jesus, Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He's a family-loving God. Romans 8 teaches us that uh, we've been given the spirit of adoption, that the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit's been put inside of our heart, and it, it causes us to cry out, Abba, Father. In 1 John, it says that we've been given the right to become children of God. And so we see all throughout the New Testament that God is a God who loves family, that family was his idea. And so as we're celebrating family today, and we're celebrating uh, moms specifically, I just love to keep that in mind, that family is God's idea, and it really is something that displays his glory to the earth. And so today we're celebrating moms and I am so um, excited to say that this is my first Mother's Day celebrating as a mom myself. Uh, my husband Ben and I, we're expecting our firstborn, a daughter, to be born um, in just under three weeks. And we are so, so excited to be entering into this adventure called parenthood. So excited. And, and I t I'll tell you, for me at least, it has been a whirlwind of emotions, especially over the past few weeks, um, as everything's kind of been in lockdown. There's just so many emotions, excitement and nervousness and questions and, and tears and happiness and joy and just so many emotions tied to this. But, but we're so excited to be starting our own family. I'm so excited to be a mom myself. And I can testify that though, though I don't have my baby in my arms yet, like I don't have the full perspective of a mom yet, um, I've definitely started to grasp that thing, that parent thing that gets into your heart when you become a mom or a dad. And I can testify that like that love for that baby is so uh, present in my heart already. And I can only imagine the day that's coming up really soon when I'll hold my daughter in my hands for the first time and look at her and like the love that I will feel for that baby girl. I'm so, so excited for that. And you know, I remember um, earlier on in pregnancy, during the first few months, um, and even later on into pregnancy, I, I almost expected there to be like a textbook given to me to teach me how to be a mom, <laughs> which I know is ridiculous, but it's kind of like, okay, there must be like an instruction manual somewhere for how to be a parent, right? And uh, the further I got into pregnancy, the more I realized like there's, there's not actually a book for this. And so I started asking a lot more questions and just getting a little bit nervous, Googling a ton of stuff. But I've been reminded by my family and my friends time and time again that there is something that God puts within the heart of a parent so that when you need 
uh, when you need to know what to do with this kid, like you will know what to do. There's this instinct thing that's on the inside of you. And there's something that God has placed within a mom that is unique to woman. And that really leads me to my main point tonight, the thing that I want to talk about. And it's that moms carry within them a unique piece of God. Moms carry within them a unique piece of God. And see, God is often, and and, and rightly so, he's often portrayed as a father throughout the New Testament, right? Jesus taught us to pray our father who is in heaven. But if we go back to the book of Genesis, uh, in Genesis 1, verse 26, through creation, it says that God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And it says that God put within both males and females his image and his likeness. And knowing that males and females, though there's certain things that that make them the same, they also have very, very different traits. And we can learn that, that there is a masculine and a feminine side to God if we're truly image bearers and we carry his likeness. There's a masculine side to God, but there's also a feminine side to God. And God has placed within woman a piece of himself that is this nurturing and caring and tendering, mothering part of himself. And so we see that motherhood and womanhood really is an opportunity to display the glory of God. It displays a piece of God himself. And, and we know that parents, right, parents represent um, God to their children in so many ways. As a kid grows up, their view of who God is is really formed by how they view their parents, what their parents are like. If their parents were loving, if they were harsh, if they were kind, if they were present or absent, um, how they were disciplined by their parents. Our view of who God is is really formed um, in a lot of ways by how we view our earthly parents. And so the role and the responsibility of a mother is really to, to, to carry and display this, this mothering feminine side of God, um, which is an opportunity, which is a gift And in looking at a godly mother, we start to understand more and more of who God is and who his nature and character is. So there's three things um, that I want to talk about tonight. Three things that moms teach us about God. Three things that moms teach us about God. And, And these are not in any order. I think there's plenty more things that we can learn about God from moms. But I just want to talk about three things that I see that moms teach us about God. The first thing is that God is a comforter. God is a comforter. And we all know this. Moms are such comforters, right? They are the nourishers and the caretakers. They have that tender side to them. They're the sympathizers, right? When a child is born, like, and you put that baby into that mom's arms, she knows exactly how to love and care and nourish and be the source for that baby, Um, As kids grow up, as they're afraid, they run to mom to be held in her arms, to be loved, to get that tender love from her. You think of a kid who runs, falls and and scrapes up his knee, right? Where's the first place that kid is going to run? That kid's going to run right to mama 
because he knows that mama's going to come and she's going to put a band-aid on the scratch, but she's also going to kiss it to make it better, right? She's also going to take the time to hold you in her arms and let you cry it out and comfort you because moms are comforters. It's who they are. It's a piece of their nature, and it's really a part of God that's been placed within them because God is a comforter. See, there's this tender, loving, nourishing side of God. And we don't always think about that. I don't think we always focus on that, but it's true. There is a comfort side of our God, that he is tender and he is kind. It says in Isaiah 66, 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you and you will be comforted. Or if you look in the book of John, John 14, 26, Jesus is teaching us about the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll send the helper, the Holy Spirit. And, and another way to define that word helper is actually comforter or counselor. That the Holy, the Holy Spirit himself is a comforter. It is part of God's nature. He is a comforter. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. See, God is a comforter. God is a comforter. He's got this tender side to him. And maybe in life right now, you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, right? In fact, I would imagine that most of us are finding ourselves in an uncomfortable situation right now. With everything happening in the world, um, there's, there's not a lot of security and safety, it seems, sometimes. Life is a little bit uncomfortable. Not being able to go out to the restaurant to eat is uncomfortable. Being stuck at home or not being able to go and visit relatives or not being able to work right now, it's very uncomfortable right now. But when things are not comfortable, we can remind ourselves and take peace in the fact that God is our comforter, that he is like that mom who wants to wrap us up in his arms and say, it's okay, it's okay. I will be your comforter. I will be tender and loving and kind to you in this moment. God is a comforter and the Holy Spirit within us is a comforter. And so I encourage us all in this uncomfortable season, let's lean into the comfort of God. So the first thing that we see that moms teach us about God is that God is a comforter. Now the second thing I want to cover that moms teach us about God is that God is a protector. God is a protector. Now with moms, there's definitely that gentle, loving side of moms, right? But there's also something extremely fierce in moms. You know, like, uh, and dads have this too, but there's like this crazy thing that happens on the inside of moms. And it's that like, mama bear instinct, right? You know that you never want to get between a mama bear and her cubs. 
I lived in Colorado for two years. Um, I did Bible school out there in Colorado Springs. And Colorado Springs is, is one of the most beautiful places to live. It's right at the foot of Pikes Peak, um, which has some of just the most beautiful hiking around. And so while I was out there, I did a lot of hiking. And I love being outdoors. I love, um, I love hiking. I love getting outside. And so I do a lot of hiking. And I actually did a lot of solo hiking. So it was just me, and I would get up before the sun was out, and I'd drive to the trailhead, and I would spend hours um, hiking up. I'd hike up to the ridgeline of Pikes Peak, um, which was just beautiful. And I'll tell you what, in all of the hikes I ever did in Colorado, um, there was only one thing that really scared me. Um, There was only one thing that really made me nervous, and it wasn't the thought of getting hurt. Um, It wasn't the thought of the weather getting bad. It wasn't even the thought of getting lost while I was alone. The one thing that made me nervous as I was hiking was the thought of encountering a mama bear on the trail and her cubs. Because I know there is nothing as fierce and terrifying as getting between a mama bear and her cubs. In the, in the, we see this in the hearts of moms. It's like there's this crazy thing. Like a mom would literally give up her life in order to defend her kids. And uh, you hear stories like of incredible feats that mom will do in order to protect and save their kids. They'll lift up cars off of their kids. They'll jump in front of moving vehicles to save them. A mom would do anything to protect her kids. And just like within a mom, we see this protector instinct. We also see this in the heart of God. God is a protector There is a mama bear on the inside of God. In fact, in Hosea, Hosea 13, 8, it actually says, I, God, will encounter them like a bear robbed of her cubs. It's one of the ways he actually identified himself in scripture is like a mama bear. See, there's something fierce. There's something fierce in the heart of God when it comes to his kids. And another way that God described himself in scripture is like a a mama bird that covers over its young with her wings, right? It's springtime right now, so you go to a park and there's ducks everywhere and there's geese and all these birds, they have all their, their young, their eggs or their young, and you'll see them sitting on the nest and they'll cover over their, their baby chicks with their wings. And this is one of the ways that God describes himself. Most of us are familiar with it, but Psalms 91 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. It says he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. God is a protector. God is watching out for us. We are his kids, and God is the mama bear who will fiercely protect and love us. And see, A lot of times our instinct is to fight for ourselves. It's to be our own defender. It's to be our own protector. But sometimes what we actually need to do is to get to this place of surrender and say, God, like, I give up. Will you fight for me? 
Will you fight for me? Will you be my defender? God, I choose to make you my refuge. I choose to let you be the protector of my heart and to fight for me because I know that you are fierce and that you're a protector. He's our protector from viruses. He's our protector from anxiety and fear. He is our protector. And so uh, let's be reminded tonight that God is a protector, that he fights for us, that he is a mama bear. He's fierce and he's looking out for his kids. So the second thing that moms teach us about the heart of God is that God is a protector. And then the last thing Uh, the third thing that moms teach us about God is that God never runs out of love. God never runs out of love. I'm sure you've heard the love tank analogy before that everybody has a love tank and eventually after you've loved people so much, you need to refill your love tank. But I'll tell you what, I don't think mom's love tanks ever run out. (laughs) Like moms have this never-ending amount and supply of love to give out. And their love is so selfless and so unconditional. It's so selfless and so unconditional. Uh, moms, Moms will get up 20 times in the middle of the night to go and love and cradle and rock their fussy baby, right? Moms, they'll give up their food to make sure that their kids have enough to eat. They'll wait up to the middle of the night to make sure that their kid makes it home from hanging out at a friend's house. Uh, moms, they'll, they'll, they'll drive all over town for hours to drop kids off for sports and pick them up from extracurricular activities. The love tank of a mom never runs out. She continually gives, she continually pours out. And through this, moms really display this endless love of God. And I think the passage, the passage in scripture that describes this the best is, is 1 Corinthians 13 which is the love chapter, right? And it starts out, um, it says that love is patient and it's kind. Love is very patient and it's very kind. And I think of that when it comes to moms. And it reminds me of my own mom. Uh, My mom raised uh, five of us kids, five siblings, and uh, she homeschooled all of us um, through most most of our education. And I can only imagine some days how crazy it must have been to to be homeschooling five of us but through all of all of my upbringing my mom was so patient and she was so kind to all of us and and that's just the way moms are right mom's love uh, is just constant. It's never ending. So mom's love is patient and it's kind. Love does not envy. Moms want their children to do better than them. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. And this is the way This is the way that God loves us. God is love and his love never runs out. His love never runs out. 1 John 4, 8 tells us that God is love. It's literally his character, who God is. He is love and his love for us never runs out. God doesn't have a love tank that runs dry. 
He is always patient. He is always kind. He's not up in heaven keeping a record of every mistake that we make. He is always loving. He is always kind. He always wants the best for us. He's always pursuing us and chasing after us. And we know that no matter what we do, God loves us. And no matter what we say, God loves us. And no matter how big of a mess we can create, God loves us. His love does not run out. He will always come after us. He will always affirm us. He will always be celebrating and cheering us on. God's love never runs out. He is love and his love never runs out. And I'll tell you what, that's such a great reminder for us today and every day. And it's such a simple biblical truth that we've heard all, all growing up. Jesus loves me. This I know, right? For the Bible tells me so. But I'll tell you what, it's the most revolutionary truth that we should constantly have in the forefront of our hearts. And one of our prayers should be, God, remind my heart again today of your constant unending love. God is love and his love for us never runs out. His love for us never runs out. So to recap, moms carry within them something that only a woman can carry, and it really displays uh, the heart of God. It really displays the heart of God, and we know that moms teach us that God is a comforter. God is a comforter. There is a tender, nourishing side of God. Moms teach us that God is a protector. He's a protector. God is fierce. God is like a mama bear fighting for his kids. And God's love for us never, ever, ever runs out. His love tank never runs dry. And in a crazy season right now with everything going on, it's so important for us to remember and reflect on the character of God, that this is who he is, that he is faithful to his character. He does not change when the world changes. He will always be a comforter. He will always be a protector. He will always be good. He will always love us. And so my encouragement for us today, church, is to remember and celebrate and be grateful for the character of God, the character of God, and to celebrate that. So let's be encouraged by that today. And to all of the moms, I just want to say thank you for the ways that you love us, that you love your families. Thank you for displaying the heart of God to those around you. We celebrate you and we honor you today. So I said at the beginning uh, of this message that God is a God of family. God loves family, moms and dads and brothers and sisters. It's how he decided to design his kingdom, right? It's, it's a relationship. He decided to have a relationship with his people. And in one of the greatest blessings and joys of being a follower of Jesus is that we get adopted into his family. We go from being spiritual orphans to being sons and daughters of the Most High. And that is just one of the greatest things that we could ever experience. And if you're watching today and uh, you've never joined the family of God and maybe your heart is crying out for that place to belong, that family to belong to. I wanna give you the invitation today to become part of the family. God is inviting you 
into his family. See, he sent Jesus to be born and to live and to die and to rise again in order to make a way for you to actually come back into a right relationship with him. Not because of any good thing that you've ever done or could do. The Bible teaches us that we can never be righteous enough. We can never be good enough to get to God. But that's why he sent Jesus, was to pay the penalty for our sins so that through Jesus, we can have access to the Father again. And what that looks like is, is us choosing that. I, I believe that Jesus is who he said he is. I believe that Jesus did what he said he did, and I choose to give my life to Jesus. Romans 10.9 says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And so if you're watching today and you want to join that family, I want to invite you to that today. I want to invite you to pray a prayer along with me and to choose to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So wherever you're at, if that's a decision that you want to make, go ahead and repeat after me. We pray, Father, thank you for loving me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to make a way for me to be part of your family. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you did what you said that you did, that you died and that you rose again. And today I choose to make you the Lord of my life. Jesus, I give you all that I am and all that I have and I will follow you from this day forward. Make me a new person on the inside, alive in you and part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen.